KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy. There is a lot to talk about, including an incredible jobs report, and we will break it all down with economist David Fiorenza. Well, we have to start talking about jobs. Uh, this morning we get the the jobs report for July, and I don't tremendous isn't a fair assessment of it. Five hundred twenty eight thousand jobs added. I think they revised a couple of months up. Uh, previous months up, unemployment down to 3.5%. I mean, this is more than double what I think were the rosiest predictions for what we were going to see. Uh, This is just an incredible jobs report. It is, Matt, and I'm glad that we started with this today. Uh, boy, were we way off us economists thinking 250,000 to 300,000 jobs uh, were going to be created. But, you know, this is the largest increase since last December. So you're looking at seven to eight months. That is a good sign. I know there's concerns still with people with uh, viruses, vaccinations, and other kinds of things when it comes to their health. Uh, however, this is a very good report. Uh, the unemployment rate now even down to 3.5%. Can it go any lower? I don't think so. Maybe another 0.1. But a job report like this does move that needle lower for the unemployment rate. And we've gotten all the jobs back from before the pandemic, which you know I think it was possible... I think you could have seen scenarios where that like never happened, like the that the job market was changed forever. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. I'm so excited about that, that, you know, within a few years, we we brought all that back and said all those people that were unemployed, double digit unemployment, um, well over 10 million, 14, 12 million people at any given time were out of work. Now, some of those people uh, chose not to go back to work and also businesses then, in fact, uh, did some major changes to their business and said, hey, why don't we just um, look at technology, look at efficiencies, maybe look at our hours and not have to work as hard or as much and still have a good profit. And this is what's happening. A lot of industries are seeing um, growth at this point, which is a good thing. Those who could retire, did retire. And that's what I've said before. And I'm going to say it again. And it's interesting. We had been overwhelmed the last few weeks with recession talk and the GDP had everybody uh, upset. It's really hard to believe we could even be talking about a recession with a labor market on fire like this. I mean, I'm I'm not an economist, but it almost seems uh, like doesn't make sense that you're getting jobs reports like this and people are worried about a recession. Absolutely, Matt. The the traditional on what we call a recession. When I remember recessions, it had at least three negative factors, one of them being GDP being negative. The other thing that was a weakness was the jobs report and unemployment being high. Well, we don't have unemployment being being high. We have some inflation, but then again, we have hourly earnings up from the prior month and up from a year ago to combat some, not all, but combat some of that inflation. The, The big Thing that we seem to always focus on is gross domestic product. 
And you and I have talked on the air and off the air, and I focus on other things such as building permits, housing permits, how are the home sales going? Um, what does the local economy look like? Are people still out spending money? They are, maybe not as much, but I'm telling you right now, the next couple of weekends, we're going to see a lot of business in, in Atlantic City, Wildwood, Philadelphia, because of all the sporting events and all the concerts that are going on. So the one thing with a jobs report like this, showing the strength in the labor market, uh, are we almost guaranteed that the Fed, when they meet again, will uh, raise rates once again by a big number, probably three quarters of a percent? Does this kind of almost lock that in, you think? Well, it does, because uh, getting a little bit of a vibe from the Federal Reserve today, they're actually a little angry <laughs> that the jobs report was so good, because that actually stimulate supply and demand. People spend, they say they pay down debt. People are working and they're saying, well, that's fueling some of the inflation that's happening. Well, you can't have it both ways. Either either you want us to work or you don't want us to work. Either you want us to spend money or don't want us to spend money. Look, people are still going to go out and spend money if they have it. And if those people are working hard and some people are working two jobs, that that's the way it is at this point. Uh, hourly earnings have come to a good point where minimum wage, we didn't have to raise it in every state. We let supply and demand do that. I think we may see another 0.75 increase in the Federal Reserve rate, which is actually going to help out mortgage rates. Yeah, that was what are you seeing on the mortgage rate front? Because they've come down a bit, right? They have. That that figure of 0.75 really leads me to believe that that was a magic number by Jerome Powell and the Fed because the 30-year mortgage rate saw their biggest weekly decline since 2020. The Federal Reserve increased their, their interest rates by 0.75, and we saw mortgage rates falling 31 basis points, which is 0.31 in just one week. And we're starting to see it go down even more. And that's a good thing. I'm seeing the seven day average yield of various money markets going from 1.24 to 1.58. I had a couple of municipalities calling me this week saying, hey, good news. We were earning 0.80 on our money. And within a day, it increased to 0.1, you know, increased excuse me, to 1.25% just because of that Fed increasing. So some places are doing well because of that. Obviously, we need to uh, continue to monitor this, Matt. Explain to me, you know, if the Fed is raising rates, why would that, why is that leading to mortgage rates coming down? Because to me as a layman, you think interest rates are going up. I'm thinking, well, they'd be going higher. No, kind of dig into that for me. That's a great question because I thought about that as well. And I contacted a few of the people I knew at various large, um, what I call the, the realtors, realtor companies in the tri-state area, very large ones. And they're telling me that they're seeing the uh, price of homes stabilize or even go down. They're seeing less and less people bid on homes for 20000 to 100000 more than what the home was listed for. So there's always that, I don't say inverse relationship, but when, when, the prices, when prices go up like they have, you're going to see the mortgage rates go down so people can afford maybe a larger home, a more expensive home. So I think the mortgage rates are going to stabilize in the next couple of weeks. They're not going to go down to 3% like we had. Those days are over, I think, for a long while. Uh, but you're seeing the mortgage, you're seeing the fact that the uh, I would say the refinancings went up. So the demand went up for refinancings. The demand went up for mortgage applications. So that's why you're seeing the fact that the rates went down. We talked about inflation. It is still an issue, but I think I've said this to you on and off the air the last few weeks. Ever since we've seen gas prices 
you know, kind of steadily come down. And they're still higher, much higher than they were a year ago, but they're nowhere near what they were a couple months ago. I feel like we don't hear nearly as much inflation talk. I mean, when they were hitting five bucks a gallon around here, it was inflation was all encompassing. And once again, this is just anecdotal, but it is amazing to me how much of our discussion of inflation and the economy seems to be driven by what the sign on the corner says. It's really something. Oh, it is. And you don't see other companies such as Starbucks um, putting their prices out there. It's usually just the gasoline companies. I don't see Wawa putting their prices out once in a while. You'll see it on a billboard for, for Hoagie Fest, wherever the prices are. But it's usually gasoline. It's the one thing we focus on in this country. And when people see $5 a gallon, all of a sudden you have pundits talking about $7 a gallon in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. I knew it would never get to that. Point. It would just never get to that point uh, because the, the economy would shut down at that point in our area. It, there is a lot of it's supply and demand driven. The price of a barrel oil was $130 at that point. It's the profits that they were taking out, the large eight or nine companies that run the oil industry. It was time for them to take more profits and it was time for them to sit back with their pinstripe patronage and smoking their cigars and loving the profits. Yeah, no question about it. And we've kind of seen that. We, I mean, we've seen these reports of these oil companies that are banking record, record profits. So I, I, I think it's hard to. I mean, there were other some other situations in play, but I, I think it's hard to argue that wasn't uh, the driving factor. Uh, what are you hearing uh, as we roll into August here about the Jersey Shore? Well, I'm just today I looked at some of the information uh, that was coming my way, and it's really heating up, not just temperature wise, but with lots of events, lots of concerts, uh, large concerts. This could be the turning point for Atlantic City. We've been saying this for years. It's not just casinos. It's the major country acts that are going to be there. If they could book Beyonce in the next couple of weeks, that would be a great thing. It would stimulate a lot of spending in that area, economic growth, and hopefully the city will turn itself around Atlantic City. The other short points are doing very well at this point. Uh, people will start going back to universities pretty soon in about two or three weeks. So they have to make their money now. If it's hot, that's a good thing. If it rains, that's not such a good thing for all the boardwalks. And finally, I want to talk about something that looks like it is in the works. It looks like Senate Democrats are very close to passing a more than $700 billion package. This would kind of, I guess, be a little bit of the skinny build back better. Uh, this looked dead in the water and all of a sudden it was revised. And now it looks like it's really close to at least getting through the Senate of uh, this weekend. I don't want to dig in. There's a lot that we could probably spend 45 minutes going through everything. But uh, this would be a big deal. It would address a lot of climate. It would address some uh, taxes on high earners, prescription drugs. It would uh, it would start to tackle the high prices there. Subsidies for the Affordable Care Act. Uh, there's a lot in here, and there's a, a lot of good stuff for the average person if they can get this across the finish line. Oh, absolutely. Uh, prescription drugs as well. It's going to address a lot of the concerns of those in healthcare who may not be able to afford the health care that came out from the Affordable Care Act. This is there's got a lot of things in this bill for taxes, for for hopefully it's for people that are at a certain income level. We've talked about that for many years. Uh, it also has things in there for climate and climate change. And it also has things in there that they threw in there some 
projects, but they're good. It's infrastructure because instead of doing a separate infrastructure bill, you have a little bit of this here. We're hoping that the, the wealthiest Americans will have the largest share of the tax. We'll see what happens there. I talk to a lot of companies who present these companies. And to me, they've at least in private never balked about paying more taxes. They may on TV when they get on cable because it, it creates a lot of good uh, fodder, if you will, for the talk shows. But I have never, and I meet a lot of people, whether it's at, at, at the university or other places, I've never met one person say, who is a large wage earner, uh, please stop taxing me <laughs> any more than you have to as an individual. Because there's a lot of loopholes in these taxes and uh, that we currently have right now, a lot of loopholes. And I hope this shores up some of it at this point. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.